Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. We're going back to back. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host, <laughs> Freddie Rivas, and who, Giggly Boxer, are you? I'm your producer, Matt Duncan. Awesome. And now, can you show everyone your real voice? Oh, th- that wasn't it? This is it. <laughs> oh, it was a bit sharper the first time, but uh, I'm just messing with you. Um, how's it going, buddy? Uh, pretty good. You know, we're, uh, you know, the, the season is starting to wind down and the Raps are playing through some adversity right now, but everything's good. You know, nothing, not, not too much of a cause for concern. Yeah. You know, a little bit of concern. No panic. Though, yeah. Right? No panic. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know. Just uh, just a usual couple podcast things, right? You listen to our pod. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks. Um, if you want to uh, to listen a bit more and be a, like you know a contributor, even yeah. uh, how might you do that, Matt? Well, you could subscribe to our Patreon. Wow! And when you do that, you'll get some of your own content as well as you get to listen to the episodes on the same day that we record. You do not have to wait for the next day. Holy guacamole! Yeah. And we're constantly, you know, you support the pod and then it helps us put more money into the pod so we can do more great stuff for you. That's right. And we got four tiers. We got the surge tier. Yeah. We got the Pascal tier. Yeah. We got the Lowry tier, which is big time. And we got the Maasai tier, which, you know, might be a bit unrealistic. And like probably if you are in that tier, you might actually be Maasai. Yeah. Yeah. It might be Maasai. We need like, if we could get, a tier of Maasai's, you know, like 5,000 Maasai's to, to subscribe there. This could be a real job for us. So, Oh, for sure. If we get 5,000 Maasai's, yeah. I think there's a good chance that like we'll become some like transformer style podcast where we'll be like a big building that moves around and emits sound. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know where I was going with that sloppy <laughs> metaphor of a joke. So, uh, I apologize to all the listeners, but, um, Let's uh, let's tell them some more good stuff. Um, you know, winter's not over, right? And uh, people's heads are still cold. Yeah. But we really like to emphasize that we don't like itchy heads. Yeah. So if you want to make sure your head is itchy free, what are you going to do, Matt? You're going to get a Confederacy of Dunks too. That's for sure. Twenty bucks for a head top, and yes, uh, they are. I, I can almost say we can guarantee that they won't itch your head. I think every person I've seen wearing them, I've never seen a hand reach up there for an itch. I'm so glad you're watching people's hand to head ratio um, without them knowing that you're That's doing That's what that. I'm That's watching cool. for. Yeah. If I see one of our toques on someone's head, I'm counting the how many times you scratch it. And, um, you know, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you found us. But uh, if you want to find us on a regular basis, how are you going to do that, Matt? Well, the easiest way to do it is go to our website at dunkspodcast.com. There down on the right is all our links for iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify and Player FM and Facebook and Instagram, all the fun social things the kids love. Uh, You know, you do it once, you subscribe on one of those podcatchers, and then you don't have to worry about it. And then you give us a little sweet rating, and then it helps us. We get to the next level in Mario World, and everything's good. Yeah, and uh, that Mario World reference... Is a little bit of a uh, foreshadow to yeah. some of the fun Mario riffing you might hear at the there top. There might the be some Mario riffing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I think I think we're good to go. Yeah. Uh, would you not say? Um. Uh, our our next pod is uh, I think probably going to be the ninth or the tenth. So uh, yeah. make sure you check that out. Um. Yeah. Uh, let's hop right into it. What do you say, Matt? Let's do it. Let's do it. Cool. Um, all right. So bring on guest number one here. Uh, he's a super duper friend of mine. Uh, we've played basketball on the court together. We've watched games together and uh, we regularly just hang out and yell about the Raptors together. Please give it up at home for one of the funniest people I know. One of the best producers in the city, Dan Gallia. Hi. Oh, I like this music. It reminds me of... Um... 
that Super Nintendo game where you're on a jet ski. Oh, Wave Race? Yeah, Wave Race. Nice. Oh, <laughs> I, I went straight to, like, my head went straight to, it reminded you of, like, a time when Super Mario was just on jet skis. <laughs> what? And I was like, I bet you in one of the Marios he was. <laughs> no, but I think that's a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like Luigi and Mario have definitely been on, like, motorcycles, you know what I mean? Like, they've been on everything. Oh, dinosaurs. Yeah. Mario Kart. Oh, yeah. you, there's, they've done so much in Mario Kart now. But not jet skis. No, haven't they? They don't have a vehicle that's just a jet ski? I'm you know sure. what? I'm sure there is. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure that you can't get through all of like Frap Snowland without some jet skis. <laughs> it's a me, a jet ski. There's got to be a game genie cheat for Wave Race where Mario comes in. <laughs> You're right. Okay. I feel like that's enough Mario reference. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's bring on guest number two. Um, he's a he's a hardcore Raptors fan. It's his first time on the pod. His first ever email was raptorsfreak at aol.com. Wow. So you know he's an OG. Give it up for Alexi Otz. Thanks, Freddie, for having me on. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to talk about Raptors with people that actually care about them and not my roommates. Yeah, it's uh, it's really important. By the way, this is your song, and this will always be your song every time you do the podcast. It's a it's a bebop song, maybe an old jazz throwback. Just another yeah, yeah another level in wave race. <laughs> yeah, maybe you know you like that's I, I don't know what I, what you're envisioning for yourself in that song. Maybe walking down Kensington, dribbling a basketball. Um, sure. I don't know. Is that fun? I I smile and wave to everyone when I do that while yeah. I dribble. Well, uh, thanks for thanks for joining us. Appreciate it, man. This is awesome. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's jump right into some Raptor stuff. You guys down? Yeah. Okay, Maddie, give me that Raptors sting. Hey. Um, okay, so uh, let's, I guess, just dive into the, if I'm not mistaken, second, third, or second three-game losing streak for the Raptors this season. Um, so we lost to the Bucks, lost to the Hornets, and uh, last night we lost to the Nuggets in, in Denver. Um, Dan, I'm going to start with you. I'm kind of looking for... You know, I, this isn't really end-of-the-world territory for the Raptors. We're still a very, very good team. So, with three losses, I feel like it's fair to share three concerns. So, we're each going to name a concern. Dan, what is your concern with the squad right now? Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I just uh, the injuries is obviously a big problem. We seem like we're constantly lo- like missing key people. Yeah. And it's like we 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 think we're a good team, and we are. And so we I keep expecting us to win, but we forget that like every time we win, it's like insane. Like I mean, like we're like missing like our best some of our best players all the time, and it's like we we just lost three games. But it's like man, we should have been losing a lot more games. Like for sure, been overachieving like crazy. So it's like. That's it's. I don't know if that's a concern or not, but it's like I really would like this team to just be healthy for a while so they can gel and actually win games with ease rather than, you know, taking Charlotte to overtime or <laughs> no, you're, last you're, bucket. Or, you know, it's just like yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you because it's it's really impressive. I think when the squad can stay in games or fight through injuries or whatever, but a big part of last year's successful run was our overall health. It kind of, it buoyed everyone on the roster. It allowed Kawhi to take rest games, et cetera. And it kind of just put this whole squad in a position to win not only every night, but also kind of like long-term. Uh, but yeah, injuries is a major thing. Um, Alexi, is it, is it injuries for you too? Is it something else? Uh, I definitely, uh, what what Dan was just talking about is a huge concern. I feel like in some ways the Raptors are similar to the Miami Heat this year, that we've been doing it with energy and hustle. 
and we're not necessarily exactly there for the championship formula to win. But we won't know that until we have everybody on the floor all together. And Gasol would have been huge the last three games. Oh, my us. God. Yeah, but so. Sorry. My main concern is, really, is is our depth at big man right now. Uh, I've been thinking this all year, and now it's really showing that with Gasol and Ibaka both out. that We have nobody after that. And I don't understand why Nick Nurse keeps putting Rondé in the starting lineup with a jump ball. Just put Boucher in for the first minute, let him jump the ball, and then take him out and put Rondé in. But you got it, you know, that right off the bat, you're messing up all these parlay bets. Ha! I, I, I love the uh, I love the consideration for parlay bets, and uh, for anyone who's watched Uncut Gems, that's a nice little deep cut for you. Um, but uh, yeah, actually, pardon me. Alexi, you actually jumped into kind of what I'm most concerned about. So I think that Nurse has let kind of two battles, um, two position battles. He's kind of declared winners, and I think they're both the wrong winners. So I think mm-hmm. in his mind, Rondé is the guy over Boucher, which I think's wrong. And then in his mind... I think McCaw is the guy over Terrence Davis, which I also think is wrong. And it seems like he's given them roughly equal opportunity to prove themselves, and he's gone the, in my opinion, wrong direction. And there's been a – I mean, I think it's unfair to put too much on McCaw, and I think he does a lot on defense that Terrence Davis doesn't do, et cetera. But it just seems like – Willingness to bring it, willingness to make a difference, or, or uh, you know, the ability to make a difference, rather. Um, I don't know. It seems like Nurse trusts, in some situations, the wrong guys. And I think that's what I'm most concerned about going forward. You know, with this Swiss Army Knife team where it's kind of about, uh, you know, more than the sum of your parts sort of thing. You got to make sure that the sum of your parts is lined up exactly perfectly because we just don't have Danny and Kawhi. We don't have that leeway to make mistakes. Right. I actually, I actually think that Boucher and Monday Hollis Jefferson are like very close. Me too. It's like, you're like there's not that big of a difference except for, I think maybe Boucher would get more of the jump balls. But I mean, like I, I think that defensively they're both pretty good. Like Boucher's got some blocks going, and yep. you know Rondé's up in everyone's grill, and sometimes gets those steals. But they both have trouble finishing. You know, like Rondé often gets under the basket, and it looks like you know, like when you watch like a like a kids game, and they're <laughs> like they're just like juggling the ball constantly because they can't catch it. It's like he's always making these like crazy weird moves under the basket that like they just look like insanity and Boucher every time he takes a three you're like okay like is this gonna go in like they both have problems on the offense and they're both pretty good defensively so I don't like that's the one where I'm like okay like I don't love Rondé in the starting lineup but then it's like Boucher might be like a little bit of an upgrade Oh, I'm Hundo P splitting hairs here. Yeah. Like, especially Rondé and Boucher, I think, like, they're almost identical as far as, like, impact in the game. I I know I would say Rondé probably makes slightly larger impact. I just kind of like what Boucher brings to the table a little bit more. Um, But uh, let's, uh, Alexi, let's let's move on to some good stuff. Um, Let's move on to OG's career night. Uh, you know, obviously it comes at a loss, but this guy's 22, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, he's younger than Terrence Davis. But I'm I'm gonna look that up while you talk. But uh, yeah, what's your kind of what stands out to you from OG's play this year and then OG's uh, career night? I worry about OG all the time because it seems like sometimes he's disinterested or quite too aloof. And, and not engaged in the game. But last night, he was very engaged in the game, obviously defensively as usual, but also like with the putbacks and stuff. But we shouldn't be relying on a guy that's his size to be our, our, our rebounder because this th- he has to do all kinds of other stuff, like guard people like Giannis. And we don't need him down there muscling with the big guys like Jokic, uh, taking away from what he could possibly do offensively for us. So th- this is a big – I'm going to go back a little bit. I really think we need to get somebody through a buyout uh, uh, for a backup, and the perfect person would have been Biombo. 
If Biombo could have got bought out by Charlotte and come to Toronto as our third legitimate veteran big, we'd be in good shape. Mm. Yeah, totally. I mean, I agree. That's also tough with buyouts, so because I've been hearing the Biombo thing for a little while, but you know, then we play Charlotte and he's playing and he's beating us, and I'm kind of like, crap. Is there are they going to buy this guy out or are they just not? You know, so it's kind of weird to me. It's tough because it's like, yeah, for sure, Biombo. But also, you know, what if he just doesn't get bought out? Like, we got to yeah, figure out. Realistic. We got to figure out what we're doing without him, right? You can't rely on a potential buyout. I do feel like Bobby Webster does need to do something. He needs to get oh, yeah. somebody, even if he could dust off Chuck Hayes and bring him in. I'll be fine with that. Yes. Chuck Hayes would be wonderful. <laughs> but wait, so so are you? Is that like? Is your main comment on OG's career night that we don't have a big? Yeah, and that I feel like it's hurt his his growth this year because we've been relying on him as a power forward when he should actually be a, a, a wing who's coming in and out. See, that's kind of interesting to me because I feel like he I, – I mean, it's not that he's not good at small forward, but I feel like he really thrives in the post. And, like, particularly last game, like, I'm just checking out his numbers here. So he's 32 points, seven rebounds, three assists, seven steals. Yeah. And he went 12 for 16, three for six from three. Like, I know he was a negative 11, but the team lost. And, and you know, he put 40 minutes against – um, Charlotte and 39 minutes in this game and I, I, I sorry I'm totally with you we need another big but just like just focusing on OG here for a sec mm-hmm. this guy is remarkable like he really I think is making a case for top um, like all, all NBA defense like he can genuinely guard people say a lot of this about a lot of guys like oh he can guard five through one I mean obviously watching him against a guy like Jokic he can't really guard Jokic like Gasol could, obviously, but he was better on Jokic than Boucher or Rondé by, I thought, mm. a significant margin. Like, just based on his, like, his pure strength. Like, he, he was guarding Giannis pretty well the mm. other night. Like, this guy, I think is he has some legit Ron Artest meta world piece in him. Like, he really, really mm. looks like he's immovable. And then also fairly fast and good hands. Like, the amount of times he had a breakaway dunk in this game, I kept thought I kept thinking that my stream I was watching was like resetting <laughs> because like every time I look up I'm like does OG legitimately have another breakaway dunk what is going on yeah um, but yeah he's Dan, huge he's also he's huge he's massive like, his shoulders are like they don't go down at all like they're just like <laughs> straight across yeah I don't know he looks like a figure like a figurine like it's. <laughs> It's yeah. Nuts. Excuse me, sir. Are you a figurine? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, did did Dan? What's your what's your just I don't know thoughts on OG's career night or OG in general? I just think he's gonna keep getting better, and people keep putting these uh, stupid, unrealistic timestamps on when he's going or should be good, and they mean nothing because everybody's different and everybody gets better at their own pace. So. But wait, Dan, if he's not an all star by next year, trade him, right? Yes, and Sorry. also we need to like. I actually think this three-game slip we probably should think about rebuilding. But anyways, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but obviously, uh, yeah. Like I just think he's he's getting better, and it's not as fast as everybody wanted. But like, you know, having a thirty-plus point game is pretty good, <laughs> and. He's just going to keep doing more of this. You know, it's like the more comfortable he gets, the more he feels like he's a huge part of the team, which he definitely is now, especially. Yeah. I think that he's going to keep getting more confident and he's going to become more of a leader because we're going to keep siphoning in younger guys and he's going to feel more responsibility. And I think For he's sure. going to just keep getting better with that guy. And by the way, just to follow up to my, my mini research, OG is one month older than Terrence Davis. Wow. Yeah, that's nuts. So he should definitely be thought of as, as like part of our super young core. Like he's, this guy's like two years younger than Fred and Pascal. Wow. Um, okay. Let's, uh, let's move on to, to Raptors question number three, Dan, I'm going to stick with you here. Um, and we are just going to kind of predict this, uh, this week ahead until the next podcast. So let me just look up the Raptors schedule here for this West coast road trip. Um, but you know, 
I'm not looking for you to be over optimistic or, or no. overly pessimistic. I just want you to give me the goods. I want you to tell me what you genuinely think. So our next podcast is very likely going to be after the jazz game. So we got the Suns tomorrow. After that, Warriors, then the Kings, who are kind of streaking right now. And uh, we close the West Coast road trip with the Jazz. So, um, you know, factoring in this, uh, this Nuggets game, what's, what's our record on this road trip? Are we going to, like, you know, are we 3-2? Are we 2-3? Are we 0-5? and, two? Are we two and three? Are we five? I think we're going to go 4-1. Wow. I like it. I do, because those teams aren't like the hardest teams and we do need to get shit back. Like, get, you know what I mean? Like we need to get back on the winning streak. So it's like, we, we just lost again. I think they're going to get they're sick of it. And I think that a good time to start is with the Phoenix suns. Like we can beat the suns, you know, it's, it's not that it's not going to be that hard to beat the warriors. Like I, I think the jazz are going to be a tough team, but we'll, we'll have some confidence from winning against those two uh, lesser teams. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think I'm also in the four and one territory with a, maybe I'm three and two with a potential loss to the, to the streaking Sacramento Kings. But, uh, but also, yeah, the Raptors are pretty good on the road. Um, Yeah. How are you feeling about this week, Alexi? Uh, Well, really a lot of it depends on uh, Gasol and those other guys, Fred and and Ibaka for me. Uh, I went to the Phoenix game recently on Friday night uh, when they were here, and I really thought that, like, once again, I I keep harping this, that Aiton and those big guys eat us up. They could eat us up easily right now in our present state. So without the big guys, I worry about the game in Phoenix already. I think we'll win it. Uh, the Golden State game is going to be fun because we killed their dynasty last year, and they're going to be mad at us coming to their new house. And I hear Steph Curry is going to be playing in this game. So I don't think that's an easy win either. Um, oh, that's a good and- point. But, but you know what, though? Maybe we should bring back – maybe that's a fun time to just uh, remind them of the box and one. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, forgot like about that Curry. box out with yeah the championship ring in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just like I, I really like the idea. Like we'll do a box in one, but someone <laughs> will just plant one of their rings on the ground. So, like during the game, people are like is that someone's champion's ring on the ground? I'm like oh yeah, it's part of our box in one. But then they'll be like, oh, I think you have to remove that from the court because someone could trip. But then we'll be like, no, no, that's like what we're doing. And then it'll be like a coach's challenge or whatever. Um, and did uh, Sacramento, for some reason, whenever we play Sacramento, the refs really, really do some shady stuff. Like they've cost us games in the last few years in Sacramento on calls. So I ne- I'm always worried when we go there. Plus the time is changing the night before the Sacramento game. Hmm. There's a leap spring forward on the time change. Ooh. And we go uh, back to back from Sacramento to Utah on Monday next week. Yeah, that's tough. Sunday to Monday, and that's jumping a time zone back with the spring forward. That Utah game is a trap. We're going to lose it. Mm. They're going to come all over us on you. you, The referees. That Utah game is legitimately like like, that's the definition of a trap game because it's like a second night of a back-to-back plus you're traveling plus that, you know, kind of like time zone and altitude. Everyone always talks about altitude for Denver, but Utah, uh, Salt Lake City legit has altitude as well. Um, Yeah, I I think that's pretty fair. Uh, Maybe I'm in the optimistic side and I'm just kind of being hopeful in this this race for second place, but – I think I'm on the side of four and one when hopefully we fight through the trap game. I hope uh, you guys are right. I'm saying three and two. No, I think you're probably right. Me and Dan are probably hopeful, but when's when's Ibaka supposed to come back? uh, I I don't know if there's a clear timetable on any of the injured guys, to be honest. I think uh, Ibaka is like, you know, Ibaka and Fred are a bit day to day and it seems to me like Gasol is kind of okay, but also being shelved because we're really trying to prep. We're really trying to have Gasol in there for the stretch run. Like I think Nurse is he's calculating like how much are we going to need Gasol versus Jokic versus you know needing Gasol versus um, Tice in the playoffs or um, Giannis in the playoffs when we're trying to trap the Bucks in the conference finals again. Right. So I think I think that's what you're calculating with Gasol. Like he's a 35 year old, 300 pound man 
with a hamstring injury. Like he's one wrong step away from his career being over. If we're being real, uh, like I love Gasol so much, but you know, that's just what it is. Well, he's you're, older. You're 35. You're at the end. So I think we're really, you know, we're dealing with, you know, he, he might be in a situation where his hamstring never repairs. Like for, I mean, you know, for, for NBA play. Right. Um, anyway, so let's, uh, let's move on to some NBA. You guys down with that? Sure. Sure. Okay, Maddie, would you give me that NBA sting? This is Adam Silver. Classic. <laughs> National Basketball Association. Classic stings. You got the Adam Silver tugboat. You got Matt saying National Basketball Association just in case people didn't know. Some um, don't. Some yeah, don't. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Matt. <laughs> no, I just said some don't know, you know, and it's like maybe one day it won't mean that like KFC isn't Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore. I think it's just KFC. What? Is so that... they were like, oh, this doesn't mean anything anymore. <laughs> and you're like, wait a second. It doesn't mean Kentucky. And they're like, no, it just means K. Yeah. That's weird. I think they just <laughs> refer to it as KFC. I don't think they call it Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore. Am I right? That's not right. No, I think you're right. <laughs> but that's also not right. Like if I was like, if I was a minority style, like, like if it was minority report and I could get those like precogs telling me what to do, I would, (laughs) I'd be on my way to disrupt KFC's operations. (laughs) Um, Okay. Anyways, uh, minority report jokes aside, uh, Alexi, I'm going to start with you here. Um, So yeah, just kind of going off the remarkable passing of Jokic, like my God, um, you know, it's, it's, it's frustrating to be, you know, delighted by the other team when you're playing against them. But that guy, like, you know, when he gets a one-handed rebound and just shotguns a perfect pass, like, you know, Gasol is the OG of doing that. Or, I mean, you know, at least in this era, obviously it's Sabonis. But Gasol, like, we see Gasol make amazing passes all the time. But, like, Jokic is a whole nother level. Um so anyways, yeah, uh, you know, with Jokic being kind of a remarkable passer, Zion's this ridiculous jumper. A lot of people have super skills in the NBA. What's a super skill that, that you see that somebody has that not enough people talk about? Well, this past week it happened again, and it happened on another championship contender team. DeMarcus Cousins got waived and sent from a team. This guy has the super skill of alienating himself from a team without even playing. That's amazing. Ha. Wait, sorry. Wait, who who did this again? DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, yes. For the Lakers. Yeah. You know what? That's kind of the answer I was looking for. So DeMarcus Cousins, uh, that's that's a good nominee. His super skill is alienating himself. um, He walks under too many ladders, that guy. Sorry? He walks under too many ladders, that guy. Yeah, he walks under a lot of ladders. Yeah. Matt, but by the way, if you if you have an answer for this one, let me know. But I'll I'll go to Dan first. Dan, is there a uh, is there a player with a super skill that nobody knows about? Honestly, I I was watching the Celtics game the other day. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. Like I don't watch a lot of the NBA outside of the Raptors myself. Um, but like Jalen Brown shooting is pretty nuts. Yeah, I mean that that shot that they hit. Like, you, like anyone who listens to this podcast knows I'm a hardcore Celtics hater. <laughs> but you got to give yes. credit where it's due. That purposeful missful or that purpose miss by Tatum off the rim, and then then you know the bump by Marcus Smart to the Jalen Brown three. That's that's like a video game. That's like yeah. up there with the best play of the season, like for sure. Um, yeah, and I also am not. A- fan of Boston, but I just, every time I see Jalen Brown, I'm just like, he just seems solid. Even when he's not playing well, like he's just seems like his shots usually on and yeah, I don't know if it's a superpower, but uh, it was just somebody that stood out. No, I like it. Um, So uh, my superpower uh, is actually, I was going to go with the Kyle Lowry charge. That's where I was then, going to. But. but then I'm like, you know, every, every Raptors fan knows that, obviously. So I'm actually going to go with um, the Bam and a bio, just amount of ground he covers. Mm-hmm. So next time, if, if you get the chance to watch Bam, just watch his side-to-side action. And, like, you know, you know how uh, – 
someone like Gasol is an amazing defender. It's like he makes people make decisions they don't want to make. Bam does it in a more like frenetic way where it's more physically imposing and obvious, but he just like, like if you watch a Miami game, when the, when they're playing defense, watch how many, how much the opposing offense just looks at Bam. Everyone's checking where he is constantly. Uh, so that's my answer. Um, Matt, He's only 22, by the way. I think we talked about this, but Bam's only 22 years old. Yeah, he's another super young guy. Um, Matt, I, is there yeah. is there somebody for you? I do. I do have a super, uh, uh, superhuman power that now I'm going to direct this directly to someone who thinks it's not, and his name is Mr. James Harden, okay? So being a seven-foot guy who can dunk like a maniac, like uh, the way that Giannis does. That is the superpower. It's not easy, and it does take skill. Oh, my God. Matt Duncan, ladies and gentlemen, has now... Okay, for anyone who listens to this pod, Matt has graduated, A, to a hardcore fan, and B, to now a Giannis stan. Yeah. Matt, are you an, are you an official stan of somebody? I think so. You're, you're a, you feel frustrated by this Harden bullshit don't I, you i do i do i read his quote when he said he, he wishes he could be seven feet run and just dunk that takes no skill at all i gotta actually learn how to play basketball and how to have skill i'll take that any day i just think oh like God, what it. what like how is Giannis's game like he thinks that it's just some natural like because he's tall it's easy like he's Shaq or something like and then insulting Shaq, Shaq on that hand too. It's, it's like, so yeah, talented. it's just a, it, it's such a weird thing where it's like, I think maybe he's just stirring it up to have a little fun. Like, does he actually believe that? Does he like, it's a pretty preposterous thing. Like I, I forget what podcast I was listening to, but they were also saying it's kind of a, a weird admission of Harden that he's not as good as Giannis. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's a classic, like if I was, yeah. if I was as rich as Michael Bloomberg, then I would <laughs> yeah. spend even more money on the election. Like, yeah. Cool. You're not though. Are you? Yeah. Um, I just can't believe like, Whoa, I thought dunking was just nothing but skill. Didn't we just see that, you know, dunking contest in the, uh, all-star game, for goodness sake, James. Yeah. No, I, I think if James does listen to this podcast for once, um, there's a good chance that he's he'll be afraid of you. And if you ever see him in person, you'll tug on his beard so hard <laughs> that you'll probably, I don't know, you'll probably be like, give him a concussion. You know what I mean? Reveal um, that it's just fake. It's just like on a cheap string and they pull it down. He just goes, shh. I could definitely, of all the people who have like a little rascal's fake beard, he's up there. <laughs> like, if you took off his beard and it was three kids. <sighs> oh my God, you took off James Harden's beard and it's actually three kids. Um, <laughs> I don't trust like that. Oh God. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's go to Dan here for this one. Um, so, you know, uh, I, I don't know if, if either of you guys watched the Pelicans-Lakers game. It was incredible. Um, Zion had a career high, you know, LeBron was going at him. LeBron at one point hit a three in Zion's face and Zion was basically just had a, a gay ear to ear smile. It was amazing. Cause Zion was like, you could tell he was like, I dreamed of this. <laughs> like it was, it was just cool uh, to see them go head to head. And, um, it's fun. And, and LeBron was just saying after the, after, you know, the game ended like how, how well situated the NBA is and just how exciting it is to have these big, you know, big names coming in who are incredible players. Um, but yeah, Dan, is there, is there another matchup, whether it's player to player or team to team or, or coach to coach or just a matchup you enjoy seeing in the NBA um, that like, you know, like a non Raptors matchup that you, you'd for sure want to tune into. Um. Yeah, well, I've been watching the Pelicans games. I've been liking almost all the Zion stuff. I just I'm obsessed with it too. But um, uh, I guess the, the the LA versus LA rivalry is interesting to me. Yeah, um, for sure. I just like they both think that they're the best. They like all the pundits think that they're going to be the ones that kind of rise to the top and. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I like that. It's just kind of like one of those. I, I think it's obvious. I, I personally think the Lakers are better, but I mean, that's just 
Yeah, I don't know. I think LA yeah. is an interesting team. The Clippers is an interesting team because like they're kind of dealing with the same Kawhi stuff and the load management, but right. it's not the same. Like they they don't win as much when he's load managing and. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because when he's in the playoffs, he's not going to be load managing anymore, and he's very good, right? So, I don't know. Yeah, for, no, for sure. I think like the LA, LA. That it's just a, it's like a blockbuster matchup in every sense of the words. It's got the superstars. It's got the gritty role players. It's got the like LA kind of like magic Lakers show versus the whatever the Clippers are like an invader. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot, there's a lot of juice there for sure. And I, I mean, the NBA wants that conference finals hundo P, um, yeah. but, uh, Alexi, what's your, uh, is there a matchup out there that you, uh, you just, you just crave or you, you enjoy watching? I totally agree with the LA matchup, but specifically just those two guys against each other, LeBron and Kawhi, just because people talk about it so much right now about who's better between the two of them and seeing Kawhi beat LeBron all the time when they match up against each other (laughs) makes me feel so good for years and years of LeBron being over here on this side in the East. So I'd love to see that conference finals, Western. But the other thing that's fun to watch, and they had the game recently, is uh, Boston and the Lakers, obviously, uh, because of the, the history of that. And if, as you said, the NBA wants that conference final in the West. They definitely want that as the finals for this year. And hopefully we can make sure that does not happen. Oh, yeah. I, I remember when it was the KG Celtics versus the, uh, you know, the Kobe Powell Lakers. The NBA was just like was just like so in love with itself. It was like, yes, this is what it's supposed to be. This is what it always used to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's so annoying. In that game, they kept saying, could this be the finals matchup? Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's a wonderful oh. Because that's how I feel when you would hear them like, oh, I love America. Well, it's, uh, a, yeah. it's a bit of a Marv Albert with yeah. a little bit of back in his mouth still. Oh, I like that. I, li- I like I like the Marv uh, I like the Marv Albert like dig, but like also we still kind of all like Marv Albert a bit, right? He's still here. He's still rocking it. Um, okay, so my my matchup uh, is actually kind of like a just like a city person matchup. So the the New Orleans battle between kind of like. Um, what's it called, uh, with Zion and NAD was super exciting to me. Uh, or sorry, sorry, with Zion and, and LeBron. But I'm just thinking, if those, if those teams, if the Pelicans somehow make eight seed, AD going in New or- into New Orleans is going to be the funnest, just funniest thing. And also, New Orleans is going to be going insane. Like, Can you imagine being yeah. part of a franchise where you're a superstar? Sorry. First, you have a superstar in Chris Paul that forces a trade. And then it's like you slowly rebuild and you have all these whatever, like, you know, glimpses of hope moments and AD is amazing. And he then forces a trade also to LA. And then then you get Zion and you're like, oh, my God, are we going through this again? Are we five years away until Zion forces his way to LA? But you have this moment. You have this time capsule where you're like, man, we can, we can embarrass LA just once. We have an opportunity. So I think if the Pelicans somehow make that eighth seed and, you know, the Lakers don't crumble, the animosity and the intensity and just the unknown of what Zion's going to do in that series and the overall, I think, well-rounded nature of um, the Pelicans and not to mention guys like Lonzo and Ingram wanting to have big series against their former squad. So Mm. I just think that the animosity and intensity in that series would be the best. Uh, Okay, last NBA question. Before we go to, um, before we head on over to uh, to some quickish questions, uh, it's just uh, some standings watching. But you know, besides the Raptors, of course. So, uh, Dan, I'm going to go to you. What part of the standings are you watching, if any? Are you kind of watching an eight seed race? Are you watching a two seed race? Yeah, home court. Where are you at? The at bottom. The bottom. Because like I, I, I'm really into this. I want to see the Pelicans make a run and make the playoffs. And it just seems like these like eighth, ninth, tenth seed teams are like kind of fighting it out. It's kind of fun to watch. Uh, yeah, but that's basically where I'm at. I mean, I really hope we can keep second place. Um, 
and I obviously always checking to see how far Boston and the Heat and yeah. stuff are back. But uh, but it seems like we're going to end up in the top three, and that makes me want to see who we're going to be playing against in the bottom of the standings more. Yeah, totally. I I, I think just to just to very quickly touch on uh, both those races uh, with the Raptors, Boston. You know, it's a pretty big difference if you're in second. Your your likely opponents are the Magic, the Nets, or the Wizards, maybe, or super outside shot, uh, the Hornets. And if you finish in third, your likely opponents are the Pacers, Sixers, or Heat. So mm-hmm. a very big difference between those groups of teams. Um, and then for the, for that Western Conference kind of like Pelicans race, there's a huge separation between seven for the Mavericks and the Grizzlies. But, you know, the Grizzlies don't have a major lead on the Pelicans, Kings, Spurs, Blazers. Uh, you know, I, I think they have a five-and-a-half game lead on the uh, Suns, so maybe the Suns are out. But you legit have one, two, three, four, five teams in that eight-seed race, so that's pretty fun. Um, Alexi, are you are you watching the same races? Are you interested in another race? Where are you at? Definitely watching the same races. My Western team is uh, San Antonio. I love the Spurs. Uh, before, I loved the Raptors like in the 90s, and uh, DeMar being there doesn't hurt. And I heard Pirtle just got hurt for uh, his MCL, just got tore or something. He's going to be out for two to to four weeks, which is too bad. Um, But I'm definitely rooting for them to try and get in at the bottom. Uh, But on the other side, very interested to see. Like I like that Nick Nurse has said he doesn't really care what happens as long. But if we play the Nets in the first round and Durant shows up, this could be really, really, really interesting. It could be difficult, but uh, that's that's the only thing I'm going to say. I am a little afraid of Depp Kevin Durant coming back just for the playoffs and us having to play them as a, a seventh seed. That would truly be insane, especially since they shut down Kyrie for the year. Like, can you imagine if the Nets are an eight, an eighth, and it's basically like, I mean, I think it would truly be wild to bring KD back, especially with like how he got brought back and injured against mm-hmm. the Raptors. Like, I feel like if you're just, if you're, you know, for the sake of like no bad omens, like don't bring him back against the Raptors in the playoff. Please. Yeah. Even for my for sake, like I would truly be terrified for Kevin Durant to be injured again. I hope that he doesn't hit the court until training camp next year. Like I really want this guy to have a nice end of his career and, you know, the record from guys coming back from their Achilles, like, look at DeMarcus. You know, you injure your Achilles, you come back, you tear your quad, you tear something else. It's really a nightmare to injure your Achilles. Um, I hope that Durant, you know, people talk about him coming back and being an MVP level guy. I hope he comes back and can make an all-star game again. I truly do. Mm-hmm. Like, especially with his age. Um, okay, so I think for me, the race I'm kind of watching is home court in the West. I just think that if you're if you're Houston, LA or Denver, you can't finish fourth. Like if you're if you're the if you're the Rockets or the Clippers, you can't you can't have the Jazz in the first round and the Lakers in the second round. Like that's just not a path to a championship. If you're one of these teams that really thinks you can win a ring, you got to make sure that your first round is against the Mavericks or the Grizzlies. Um, and I think you got to push to that second seed or at the very least have home court in the first round. Um, so that's something I'm kind of watching. Uh, and, and that's kind of going back to Dan talking about, uh, you know, just can talking I, about the, the state of the Clippers. Sorry. Uh, can I add just one more thing? I'm, yeah. I'm really paying attention to the Raptors record in relation to the Lakers record because it would be perfect if the Raptors could finish second overall just like they did last year. Great point. No, that, that was massive because, like, no one really thought about it. Um, but in the playoffs, so, you know, when we got to the finals, the, uh, the conference finals was the only game we didn't have home court. And, yes, we pulled it out, but home court mattered big time. And I think the fact that we had those first two games in Toronto, it was just huge. You know, just to beat Milwaukee in Toronto, get to stay there. And then, yeah, Golden State had all this time off, but they have to come to us. And I think it's a big reason why we won the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, let's uh, let's blaze through some quickish questions here. You guys want to you guys want to have some fun at the end of this pod or what? Yeah. Okay, quickish Maddie, give me that quickish question. question sting. Yeah. 
Um, was that cool? I, I tried to be, I tried to be a bit more slick at the end because when I said "give me that quickest question," sting, Matt already <laughs> hit the cue because I I didn't set him up right. I was like, "Are you guys ready?" And then he's like, "I'm ready." Hit, 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 you know what I mean? And then I'm like, "Give me that." Anyways, yeah. Um, we're all we're always working on our game. You know what I mean? We're like the Raptors G League, um, where you know we can be. We can't have like Siakam peaks, but we can also have Stanley Johnson Valley. You know? yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, let's do some quickish questions. Um, Alexi, if you've never done this before, the way it works is you got to answer as fast as humanly possible. Sure. And uh, I'm gonna, you know, no, no phoning a friend, no delaying. I'll try not to stutter. I'll try to read concisely. Good luck. And yeah, it's not gonna happen. Um, so, uh, Matt, whenever you're ready, uh, yep. let's go Dan, Alexi, Matt. Sound good? Yep. Yep. Okay. Kay. Dan, this is coming from Matt. Which two Raptors are most likely to get into a fight about mittens? Uh, for sure, Abaka and uh, OG. Alexi, which so, Raptors blood would Dracula want the most? Uh, well, this is going way back. Uh, uh, there was a time when Kyle Lowry got hurt, and he came back like like in the third of the time that he was supposed to. So I'm going to say Kyle Lowry, Lowry's healing blood. Wow. I love that. Um, okay, uh, Matt, another one coming from Matt. Which Raptor is most like John C. Riley? Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 like John C. Riley. Okay. Did I stutter? Uh, no, you did not. Um, most like him. I'm gonna. I'll go with Gasol. Who? Marc Gasol. Yep. Parade <laughs> Gasol specifically. What's that? Sorry. Parade Gasol specifically. Yeah, yeah. Parade, yeah, Parade Gasol. Gasol is definitely like step <laughs> step brothers John C. Riley, and then I'd say that like Fred when he's really focused is like you know John C. Riley clown in Chicago. <laughs> like when he does that clown song? Okay, sorry. Um, Dan, this come from Jonathan. What leverage does Patrick McCaw hold over Nick Nurse? Oh, actually, this is uh, something I know. Um, oh. Yeah, uh, Nick Nurse borrowed $3,000 off Patrick McCaw to get this crazy <laughs> mountain bike. And uh, he just keeps, like, kind of not answering his calls and stuff, but... He has to see him every game, so he just like, kind of puts him out there as much as he can so he doesn't have to see him on the bench. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Those two are really living through some awkward situations <laughs> Yeah, a lot because they like see each other a lot. If Mikhail's on the bench, he's asking for that money. You know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, okay, Alexi, uh, another one from Jonathan. With Gasol and Ibaka out due to injury, this is perfect for you. We need mm-hmm. a proper big man at the center position. Is it time to bring back Mange Batir on a 10-day contract until they're ready to play? I love that really obscure reference. <laughs> um, I'm going to go and uh, throw a couple more back. No, I think we should go get Jean Tabak. No, Ooh. how about some Oliver Miller? Or maybe some, as I said, Chuck Hayes earlier. But maybe if this guy's out of jail, we could get some Keon Clark. Ooh, Or maybe we pick Ooh. up some Mamadou Ejai. Mamadou Njai, I mean, we could keep going. There was a guy named Joseph that used to play for us before Corey. <laughs> no last uh, name. Just yeah, no last name. No, that's his last name. Oh, his last name is Joseph. I don't remember his first name. Joseph. Like Joseph friends. Joseph. He was sick. Um, Jojo. Uh, okay, um, Matt, this is the last question, and uh, it's perfect because uh, we kind of answered it on the pod, but you didn't. Oh. Um, so it's coming from Jonathan. Our record on this road trip will be... Um, and it's five games, right? So right. I I do think it's going to be like a a three two, three two, three two. Fair, yeah, fair. Um, okay, guys, that's it for the pod. Thank you both so much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me, Fred. Thanks everyone for listening. You know, subscribe, share, uh, relate, um, reconnaissance. Uh, I, okay, I, I ran out of things to say, but but you know, help us spread the word. Uh, buy some tukes, all that good stuff. But um, before we before we kind of fully sign off here, uh, Dan, I'm going to go to you first. Um, what do you got going on? Uh, the, well, when's this pod going to come out, Matt? Uh, tomorrow morning, live at five. 
tomorrow morning, live at five. So uh, that's going to be March third, uh, I believe. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Dan. Second. Yeah. What's March, um? Wait. No, third. You're right. Dan, what's what's something that's what's that you got coming on? Um, I'll be at the Kingston International Film Festival uh, from the 12th to the 15th. I'm opening for Sean Collin on March mm. 12th in Kingston. Awesome. And uh, doing a and a with some of the kids in the hall as yeah. well. Cool. Wow. Um, I would say that's a humble brag, but that is actually Dan's life. If you know him, he <laughs> rolls with a bunch of cool people. Um, cause he's, he's amazing. Uh, yeah. Check out Dan. We'll obviously, um, you know, put all your social media stuff out there. Yeah. Follow, him, follow him on everything. Make sure you go to all of his live shows. Cause he is one of the best goddamn producers in the city. Um, and, uh, Alexi, um, you know, I've, I've, I've just learned a little bit about this amazing show you're doing, but, uh, I'll let you plug it. Uh, yeah, I, uh, thanks Freddie. I do a show here in Kensington market out of a convenience store on Instagram. It's also up on YouTube. Just look it up. It's called Kensington variety. We do Raptors trivia on Fridays. If you want to be on the show, all you got to do is come down to the store and just interact with me when I'm there. But uh, I do them on Insta stories and we talk about Raptors current events. I've been doing it for about, uh, two years and I captured the whole, championship season last year with just like real fans on the street in the store talking real talk Raptors. That's so cool. I'm definitely going to go through at the very least the beginning of the playoffs. You know, I'm going to watch the beginning of the playoffs until the end, uh, until I end championship because I I, I can't relive that time period in my life enough. (laughs) Um, It's the best. It is. Uh, Okay, cool. That's the pod. And um, thanks so much for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week. And, uh, Go Raps! It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast.